Welcome back to another episode of This Film Not Rated, a branch of the Music City Drive-In Podcast Network. I guess just the Drive-In Podcast Network now. I keep forgetting about that a little bit. Uh, where we try to not rate movies. Basically, we're on a quest to prove the internet right in in its claim that movies and their quality are completely one way or, or, or the other. It's good or bad, the greatest thing ever, the worst thing ever. However you want to slice it. Uh, and... Uh, no matter how hard we try, we seem to fail constantly. Maybe today will be different. Of course, this is a, a spoiler-filled podcast show, so if you haven't seen the movie that we're talking about, which this time is a weird one, because usually this is a movie that I would be in the gauntlet for, but uh, circumstances and uh, chance deemed it's otherwise. It's my turn. It's your turn. Uh, and uh, what movie is that today? Asteroid City. West Androids, Asteroid City, the movie. Based on Asteroid City, the fictional play about a fictional play being created on stage as a play. Okay, you know what I know? You want me to break down what this movie is? It's a play. You don't really get this from the trailers. It is a play, Asteroid City is, in the context of the movie. And this movie is also the story. So it's, it is... Asteroid City, the play about the kids in the science fair, mm-hmm. being told, along with the fictional making of that play, which is also told as a play put on screen. Mm-hmm. Don't turn us off yet. <laughs> um, so I'm ready to go for the gauntlet like when you are. All right. Well, then let's just go ahead and jump right into that. Hi. Uh, this time, well, I'm going to start with this question, because uh, it seems to be the one that most people online seem to don't seem to not have an answer for, and that is, what is the point of the story? What's the point the movie is trying to make? Son of a bitch. Okay. There's a scene, spoilers, where Margot, Margot Robbie cameos mm. as an actress whose role was cut from Asteroid City, the play, which is the main movie we're watching. Mm-hmm. In a moment of need, the lead actor who plays the father of one of the kids in the science fair and the main character, this is Jason Schwartzman, mm-hmm. the actor playing the actor, playing the character, okay? When we're in that mid-tier, when he's just the actor in the movie, mm-hmm. um, he's at a crisis point where he's not understanding the play. That he's putting on. Mm -hmm. And it's not that her reply to him is necessarily the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. But after he gets an answer on how to move forward with Adrian Brody, he has this moment where he has to address his character's relationship with his fictional wife from a cut scene. Mm -hmm. Everything that's happening in that scene includes... Wes Anderson just making a movie in his style. Mm -hmm. In that scene, in that movie, those actors are playing actors, dealing with the sorts of struggles actors may have to deal with in certain types of, you know, periods, where they are affecting the drama of their real lives and the drama of the characters' lives in the story, the third layer story, at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. Any any meaning you give to just Asteroid City, the play happening on that third level, doesn't take into account the point of 
telling the making of the story. And anything that dismisses the value of the story being told in Asteroid City and just focuses on the making of it doesn't quite cover everything either. That scene, I feel like, blurs the artistic vision of all layers of the story at once. So, I guess in short, it feels to me like the point of Asteroid City is to tell a story at the same time as telling you the importance of making that story. If it even has a point. If it even has a point. <laughs> so that's what gets me, is... Like, there are like multiple points in this movie where it... it, it a point is almost lost. I'm going to I'm going to get myself buzzed out anyways. I'm going to give another subjective opinion. I don't think the gauntlet is appropriate for this movie. All right. So, I you know what? I feel like it's it would be very easy for someone to look at this movie and mm. go the point is to be pretentious. That is another valid point. So, <laughs> let's just get out of this. Wes Anderson movies are like one of the weirdest films to review. Uh, particularly this one, like, most of his movies have some sort of point or just, like, push-along story to it. Like, 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 like his one... Yeah, one there's, like, most... a through line, a reason for telling a story that, like, drives... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like, the Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, a widow died, uh, the owner of the Grand Budapest Hotel is being framed for it, we need to solve the mis- we, we need to solve the problem. Uh, Rushmore is a very personal story about Wes Anderson's life. It's, it's almost seen as like a, like an autobiography based on his time in school. Uh, and he, and he's like conveying that. Again, all of the, all of that is a point of the story. Yeah. But you know, like why tell Isle of Dogs as a claymation, you know, like that he, he's, he's definitely an artist trying to create and just trying to express himself through art. And I think mm-hmm. someone trying to ascribe meaning to that Mm-hmm. kind of misses like that that it, it just it just it's one of those things where the more you try and dig at it the the more you take away from it like i yeah and j- this movie feels very very personal when thinking about Wes Anderson's like whole filmography and and and, and background cuz like you said before is this is a a multi-tiered story where you're learning about the creation to play the the acting of the like the the play going on uh, in front of us, like the filming of it, and in each one of those tiers has its own specific storyline that is like interwoven and interspersed throughout all of it, and each layer has its own point, or you could say multiple points with each layer, and some of those points kind of overlap and intertwine. It's weird. It's weird. I'm not gonna lie, this didn't work for me. This, this, <laughs> this. I I appreciate the set design the mm-hmm. the art the work that goes into the making of the movie with this mm-hmm. but everything i tried to feel was undercut by the constant reminder that nothing is real yeah and that's the nothing is real part is like like a constant theme throughout all three layers like you have this one scene like you, you have this one kid in the camp, who's constantly asking someone to dare him to do something, and they never do, and he follows through with the dare that he's imposed on himself, and it ends in this like, and it always in the, it always ends in a like a, a a comedic punchline. Like in the first bit, he asks his dad to dare him to eat a pepper, 
He says no, and he bites in, into it anyway. A couple of seconds later, you see him running into a, a room, and he's gurgling down water from, from a, a, a dispenser. Mm. Uh, and an, another time, he, he asks someone to dare him to jump off the roof. They say no, and he jumps off anyway. And then you get this one scene where they ask him, well, why do you do this? And he gets he gives this answer that's like, I do it because I need to make sure that I'm here to some extent, like to make sure that he's not nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. And there's, there's, again, there's like a way to hear that and be like, mm-hmm. aha, like you just go and you keep doing things, you know, like, eh. but also at the same time, mm-hmm. the way the kid freezes and has no answer for a second <laughs> and has to come up with one. Yeah. <laughs> I think speaks also volumes. <laughs> the story of Asteroid City, the play in the movie, what you're mostly looking at in the trailers is mm-hmm. that an alien touches down during the science convention. Right. And that causes the government to quarantine the area and the characters are bottled together. And the original idea, what this is originally noticed as, is a romance. You have a father and son uh, gradually fall in love with a mother and daughter separate from them. Yeah. The mother being an actress, the father being a wartime photographer, mm-hmm. and... So many things happen that are inconsequential, seemingly. Like mm-hmm. the father capturing a picture of the alien. Right? Yeah. And that does, in the end, help the quarantine be lifted. But also, nobody questions whether it's, like, real or not. Like, it's so... I they, There's a lot of... Just stuff happens. And I, I, I feel like we're also supposed to be the alien. Like yeah, we're again. supposed to be. Yeah, we're supposed to be a, the 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 outsider. Uh, like 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 for the the movie worked for me. Like I was thoroughly entertained from start to finish. I didn't have a lot of problems with it, to be completely honest. Well, let me ask you this: Did you mm-hmm. did you feel engaged in the romances? As much as I could, like I thought the romances were comedic, but I didn't like feel any like pull for any of the romances. Right. Like I, I'll it, tell you. I laughed once watching this movie. Wow. Okay. And not that not that the point of a comedy is to laugh. Generally, it was entertaining. They're like that's fine. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> there's a a mo- again, everything about this just feels it, it's got this uh sort of eight and a half vibe to it that the making of it was so mm-hmm just gradually became about the making of it, that everything gets messy, and then they just, like, keep the mess on the mm. screen. Right. And there's that bit where Brian Cranston just is in Asteroid City. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> and he, like, just ducks off. And it's like, I, I, I have a feeling that would happen. It, Wes Anderson has been quoted as saying, if COVID hadn't happened when they began to write this movie, there probably wouldn't have been a quarantine in the movie. Mm. Um... I think I think this movie started as an idea. Mm-hmm. That idea being an alien like outsider's perspective impacts the lives of a few quirky people in Asteroid City. And I think it just grew from there and the more that it grew, the more they let it just continue to be what it was. Right. Okay. And I think the point became more about making the movie than whatever the movie was going to end up being. And that's why I think, you know, you have those moments where you're so busy in your life, you're, 
there's there's a moment where you're just kind of like what am I doing? Like, who am I? Like, why am I continuing to do this thing day after day after day and living my life and doing that? Like, how would an alien see me? Yeah. There's a particular point that like, um, you know, Jason Schwartzman is playing an actor playing a character. Mm -hmm. And so in the black and white, you know, traditional aspect ratio, um, making of the play mm-hmm. Jason Schwartzman plays that actor who has a like kiss shared with the writer and yeah. that's how he ends up cast in the play and then we cut directly to him in character in the play where we know that writer wrote this romance that's developing between him and this actress mm-hmm. and so there's like this transition of like uh potentially gay writer translating his romance into a romance in a time period where he felt like he had to change it. Like, I don't, I don't know, but all I know is I was like, okay, so, so, so what? Like, what is the, uh... you know, like, like, like even the family getting there is, is, is a little bit calm convoluted because like, when they get there, it's, when, when, when they stop there, they stop there because the cars broke down. And so Jason Schwartzman calls the father-in-law, Tom Hanks, to get the daughters out of there. But apparently they were supposed to be there anyway because that's where the science fair was. So yeah. was the point to drop the, the daughters off and then drive back with the son? Uh, like, I don't know. I think they, they just – I think they made it there and then mm-hmm. needed the car repair. And I think what Jason Schwartzman is, like, telling his – fictional son is from there he was going to go on alone oh right there was that whole thing and then but there is something about like i I, i'm willing to bet you that the car breaking down was originally in the script and then the quarantine came later but the car breaking down is the reason that he would be stuck Mm -hmm. for a while and fall into the romance and whatnot but yeah. they didn't take out that the car broke down. Like, they came up with the quarantine, and they just left in, you know. Um, I was just on This Week at the Movies with mm-hmm. uh, Matthew Fox, and I was saying something that struck me, and is and is only just ringing truer in my head, and I really wonder what you're going to think of this. Okay. I... I think this is a script that if someone had finished it before they started making it, sat back and looked at it and thought about it, it would be suited for someone like David Lynch. Yes. I'm thinking of Twin Peaks and Mulholland Drive. I haven't seen Twin Peaks yet. I have seen, I I get where you're coming from with Mulholland Drive. So Twin Peaks, who killed Laura Palmer? There's a central invasive mystery. Mm Mm-hmm. That ignites the actions of quirky individual characters in a small town. Right. Right. And you see how that one mystery spreads through and affects the lives of everyone. Uh-huh. And that feels like the core of what this is. Yeah. The reality jumping mm-hmm. like Mulholland Drive. Like like David Lynch has successfully pulled off you continuing to feel invested in and driven in stories that don't have to necessarily make sense. Mm-hmm. And you still feel 
their weight or their investment or you enjoy the creativity of it and this to me it was just like it was just like david lynch wes anderson flavored the storytelling definitely Mulholland Drive. I I, 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 I I can see where you're coming from with that. Maybe maybe bits of Eraserhead, but Eraserhead's a, but with Eraserhead that 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 movie's a lot more metaphorical than it is literal. What but is, I, I I would say Asteroid City. I mean, like the whole story we're watching, we mm-hmm. are constantly reminded is not real. Right. So, who? Who are the people? Are the people the characters, or are the people the actors playing the characters? To me, it 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 it, it, it almost seems like the movie wants them both to be real at the same time. Right? It, yeah. Exactly. And that is yeah. where the the sort of subversion of reality thing happens, and, it, and mm-hmm. it all builds up to this climax of this weird sort of, I guess Matthew called it a dream sequence. I don't even 100% know if it was a dream sequence or if it was just a non sequitur of just a scene where well, the whole thing is kind of a dream dream sequence like from like from from the beginning no like but the this whole... very particularly mm-hmm. when they're all sitting in a row and everyone keeps saying like you can't wake up unless you go to sleep <laughs> and then the alien not stop motion walks out mhm like what is yeah. that what is that? <laughs> I don't know. But like right like 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 right right from the start of of this movie when 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 you have the train coming in, like the score itself it ha- is 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 kind of like like this whimsical floaty dreamlike like ethereal sound sounding thing and it, it's, it's it's something I picked up pretty instantly and uh it doesn't go away like between talking about the writer writing the play and the actors acting out the play, it's the same thing it's, it's it's almost like the whole thing is in this dream state and nothing's real and everything's real at, at the same time what's anderson's a... i'm curious to know what what like so as someone who just like straight up enjoyed it and i'm grappling with it like like what is it that you hit you this may just be a me thing but i really like wes anderson films there's i uh, this one just kind of feels like like it's a word I don't use too much. This almost feels like quintessential Wes Anderson. Like everything that I've seen in any of his movies is like here on display in some form or, or another. It's it's weird because I'm 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 on record at, at at least with you with with not being a big fan of Eight and a Half because uh, I like going in. See, I'm not a big fan of it, <laughs> but this is Wes Anderson's eight eight eight. Eight and a half, apparently, and then like it it's, it's the complete like... reverse, and it's the complete reverse. Uh, but with with eight and a half, like it starts off like an ordinary story, and then as it goes on, it gets further and further into the abstract, almost. Hmm. And this one starts off in the abstract and kind of stays in the abstract. Yeah, anytime, like it is broken up by here's scenes three through eight here's scenes five through seven here's like yeah you know like and then stop and this is act one and then mm-hmm. there's this point where it's like, like intermission optional as if it's giving <laughs> yeah. you an instruction as a director you the audience when mm-hmm. you put this play on you can do an intermission here if you want right like, wh- what do you think stop trying to get me involved <laughs> this is your mess <laughs> but 
I, I think the big reason is, is I just really like Wes Anderson's unique style to filmmaking, and I, I think that's what draws me in most most of all, like beyond anything else. Uh, it's again, like this is uh, the most Wes Anderson movie I've ever seen, probably. <laughs> yeah, just like down down to the writing, to like the camera work, uh, the acting. Like I, I kind of missed Bill Murray. Like usually he, he's like a mainstay in in Wes Anderson films, he, and he he had scenes. He got COVID, couldn't make them. Ah, see, I, I, I to me it, it it almost seemed like Tom Hanks was filling the Bill Murray part to an extent. Yeah. Uh, I wonder who he would have been. I wonder if it's like Brian Cranston's role, or if it, mm. you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, speaking of which, like some some of the aspect ra- ra- ratio shots don't make sense in in the movie and i did notice that like typically when when it's 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 the the author talking about the play it's in traditional aspect ratio and then when it's the actual play it's in like widescreen format yeah there's one time uh during the play section and it's 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 when the kids are showcasing their science experiments it switches to that traditional format and only for that brief time and only when it's focusing on the kids I don't think there's a hard and fast rule for any of that. Like that, that, that classical, I don't know if it's four by three. That's the only reason I'm not saying it is whatever it is. We're sla- we're snapping back and forth between the first time this, this play was ever created or put on mm-hmm. and the current iteration of the play that we're watching. And okay. even that gets screwed up because when the guy has the breakdown and feels like he doesn't understand the play, like we've been watching the play being developed to its first one, but then Adrian Brody is like the same age and everything. And they're talking about how the play's been going on forever. And he's like, I still don't understand it. So, so what we're watching is a still not modern day sometime down the road performance of the play mm-hmm. and even then you know they built this town for real yeah i i had a feeling like especially for, with those closing sec- shots where they sweep over everything yeah yeah like for a second i thought a lot of those shots were were uh were miniatures just just because they had they have that uh, look and feel like 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 old school like yeah. 60s and 50s style miniatures that uh, you can tell just by looking at it but then like they're but then like even when they're full scale and the actors are walking in they still look like that way almost like it's the the actors are superimposed into the miniature so set but normally this would be sets that are like the lights go down and they change the set and the lights come up you know like if yeah. this were a play so we're clearly actually because this is what the real world is we're watching a movie adaptation of the play yeah that's trying to convince us that we're watching just the play that's trying to also then show us how that play was made in another kind of play <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, I, and th- that was the thing ultimately this this feels like this must be how people who live in hollywood how their lives are you have real life mm-hmm. drama while you're mm-hmm. studying fake drama Engaging mm-hmm. with other people, working on their fake dramas that entwine with their real life drama, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 
your romances with people in your line of work are romances that happen alongside stage romances that happen in the mix of stories being told that have their own romances and it just seems like it'd be hell on earth well i enjoyed it you not so much uh we'll see mm-hmm. jury's still out we don't rate movies on this podcast yep but uh that said again thank you for watching we are uh this film not rated again a branch of the drive-in podcast network uh, where you can find other bits of programs to uh, watch. But for the time being, I am Curtis. You can find me at, nine, at TalkAnimeGA on Twitter. And I'm Eric, and you can find me at HighContrastFLM. <laughs> and we are This Film Not Rated. You can find us at T-F-N-R-C-M-E-L. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a much radical jump, and uh, next week we got a got a much much bigger uh movie to watch that we'll see how that goes i will say i like i like this better than a lot of the big blockbuster movies that have been coming out this year Mm -hmm. and so but i'm excited to just like kind of be along for the ride (laughs) 